You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode on, of The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Lynn Poslins, and Lynn is the most interesting woman I've met in a very long time. Ms. Poslin is the founder of Women's Brain Health Initiative. It's a foundation that she started um, that uh, has piqued my interest. Uh, over the last uh, couple of months, I've been reading up on, on Lynn's foundation and found so many new things that I haven't um, been enlightened uh, to. And um, I had to call Lynn just to ask her about the foundation and try and get her to come on the show. So Lynn, um, uh, also Lynn is actually the founder of uh, Mind Over Matter magazine. And she's the, the editor and founder. And this magazine, when I called her, I said um, to her, I read the, the magazine from cover to cover, and every single story in that magazine was interesting. It taught me so much over the, a short period of time that I went in to do some of my own research. So, Lynn Poslin, welcome to the show, and um, it was very, very happy to have you here. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're quite welcome. Now, right off the bat, I, I wanted to, to um, before we get into all the information, because it's so interesting, all the stuff that you're doing, I wanted to put right on top of the show how to get a hold of you. <laughs> and, <laughs> you, you know, I, I know it's it's uh, uh, taking a, a, a huge step, but um, you... Uh, it, Please take my word for it. By the end of the show, you will learn so much about what's going on in women's brain health that um, you will take the, um, the the time to to look it up. So right off the bat, going on to the the, the website, it's um, wbhi.org. Uh, yeah. yeah. And... Um, that's the, 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 the first thing you should do is go on the, the, the site. And um, to get a hold of Lynn, it's um, L. Poslins, P-O-S-L-U-N-S at womensbrainhealth.org. Perfect. And, um, you know, throughout the show, I'm going to get back and, and give you some more information. But um, Lynn, right off the bat, what is Women's Brain Health Initiative? It's a charity that was founded, it's a Canadian charity, that was founded to do two things. We have two mandates. One is to uh, fund the female side of brain aging disease research. And I'll explain a bit uh, more about that in a minute. But um, that's one aspect of uh, what we are raising money for. And the second is to educate people on what they can do for themselves or a loved one to stay brain healthy longer. So the Mind Over Matter magazine that you mentioned is one of the education vehicles that we have uh, to get the information across. Going back to the research and why uh, we thought this was uh, necessary is uh, in doing my own uh, investigative uh, research on uh, brain aging diseases, um, I found that the research today is focused uh, primarily on men or the researchers aren't doing enough to separate out the results from, uh, for the men from the women uh, where the sample size, I guess, is statistically relevant enough to look at it separately to see if there is a difference. And knowing that 72% of Alzheimer's sufferers are women, that women suffer from stroke, depression, dementia, twice as much as men as we age, but the research was still focused on men, I said, no, this doesn't sit well with me. And fortunately, there's no one in my immediate family that has dementia. 
heart and stroke gets us. Uh, something's going to get okay. you. But this cause came to me not because I, you know, there was a family connection or, or you know, a loved one that that was suffering. It really, um, uh, I became passionate about it because just as a woman with three boys <laughs> who aren't going to look after me as I get older, <laughs> um, <laughs> I figured that you know I needed to step in and do something uh, about this, which is why I founded the uh, the charity and. Um, so far, we're doing some very interesting things, both on the research uh, front as well as the education front. Okay, so you answered my my next question, which was, what drove you to create this foundation? I thought there was something in uh, in, in in your family's past and and so on, but it um, you know it, it, that makes it even more unique. You know, starting something that uh, it, it what piqued your interest and um, uh, to to create this. So, where do you see this? going in, in you know because from what the little work that I've done in order to to do my research and and the stuff that has fascinated me so far it you know it, over the, the 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 last few decades or maybe even since the beginning of medicine it's all the research is done on men mm -hmm. And it's just applied to women. I found that fascinating. You know, with you know, we have the genders, and nothing is done. Uh, uh, the research and the, the stat that got me is what you just mentioned. The stat that seventy-two percent of all Alzheimer's cases, it's it's women right. that are getting it, and that doesn't prove. Um, you know, the research that's currently being done is doing anything towards uh, looking at women's cases. Right. Well, I, I think the. Um, the thought was, well, women live longer than men. So you're going to find as, um, you know, people uh, don't succumb to uh, cancer or, or heart and stroke like they had in the past. So they're going to live longer. And if women outlive men, then of course, there's going to be more incidents of women that have Alzheimer's. But they're now finding out that it's more than just because we live longer. Um, women who get diagnosed with Alzheimer's tend to um, uh, slide uh, into the uh, disease faster than men. They progress faster. And, you know, this is interesting. And I just found out uh, about this when we did a, our launch in, in, in L.A. because we can also raise money in the United States. We're also a U.S. charity. Um, and this is very new research. Um, but I'll just tell you what the outcome was because it did look at it differently from men from women. One of the de facto tests for Alzheimer's is... Give, being given a list of words, talking about other things, and 20 minutes later, repeating that list of words. Um, but they found that women, as they age, retain their verbal memory better than men. Men, on the other hand, retain their spatial memory longer than women. So if a woman and a man at the same, what appears to be the same age, go in and get go through this test of words, uh, women are going to remember the words longer, even though they may have the disease, than a man. So by the time a woman doesn't remember, she's further down that slope than a man is, right? So again, fascinating. Are we just identifying it much later in women than we are in men? You know, is that a reason why women seem to slide into um, the disease faster than men? Because we're catching it later in women. So what does it mean that a man retains his spatial memory? It may mean that when you tell a woman that's not what, the way to go, it may not be the right way to go. On the other hand, when a woman says to you, that's not what you said, it's probably not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we can go so many different ways with this conversation, <laughs> but I'm going to stick to the topic. Um, you know, like you know, your your mother is always right, or your your wife is always right, and and, and so on. But um, Lynn, is this just scratching the surface? Are we just starting to scratch the surface with this? With all you've been at this now for a few years, mm-hmm. uh, where is the research now, um, as opposed to? Let's say three years ago and ten years ago. What what what's going on in in in, in that line? Okay, um, so uh, I'm going to talk about this from a few different angles. Um, historically, uh, in the neurodegenerative, neurodegenerative disease space, um, if they wanted access to patients that had dementia, they might go to veterans' hospitals. Those used to be men, primarily. And that's right. Right. So the, a lot of the people that they studied. Uh, were male. In terms of the lab rat studies, it is less expensive to study the male rat than the female rat because the hormones in the female make them costlier to study. You're they, kidding. So you might need three or four number, uh, the three or four times the number of female rats to discount them in, when they're going through their menstrual cycle to um, factor out that as a um, uh, something that might influence the outcome of the okay. research. So, and research is costly. So, if you think that there is not likely a difference, and in this case of brain, the thinking was there probably isn't a difference. We can just discount the female oh, okay. because it's 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 okay. costly to do. But again, um, I think you're not doing right by the men the same way you're not do, do not doing right by the women if in a clinical study, for instance, you are putting people together and not looking at them separately because you might not find out some of these nuances that make uh, men different from women in terms of brain aging diseases. And if you're not looking at them, then you can't come up with a better solution for how to treat uh, men versus women. So it's not that we don't want science to look at men's brains anymore. We just want to make sure that the science are looking at uh, both men and women, um, to understand where there, there are differences and what does that mean. Um, so what we're doing, and, and this is exciting and, and, and is a Canada first, uh, we are participating alongside um, other funding partners as well as the Canadian government in something called the CCNA, the Canadian Consortium of Neurodegeneration and Aging. And this is a five-year research project uh, involving 340 researchers top researchers in the neurodegenerative disease space from across Canada, working collaboratively, everything from cell to bedside. And because we are uh, a funding partner, uh, the, um, the teams of scientists are now looking at their research by sex and gender for the first time. And that's, that's exciting. That is very exciting because, and this is now a core value. It's not just a priority because priorities can change over time. This is a five-year research project. But as a core value, it means that this is going to continue as something that's important when they're looking at that research. And it's a it's a unique first for Canada on the world stage, too, when they start to present the, their research around the globe to say that this is the type of thing that we're doing. So it, because we initiated the conversation, um, the research is now happening in Canada. And, you know, we hope that it'll happen this way around the world as well. And things happen much faster when everyone collaborates. 
Right. You know, you have, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to being being so disjointed, you know, a researcher over there is doing this. And with the, 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 the internet and, and, and the computer, I don't understand why this is, is taking so long to, to happen, but it just shows all the good work that you, mm-hmm. you know, your foundation is doing to, to get that started. And when, once you present that, you know, now you can, you can elevate what we're doing here in Canada and say, you know what, we're leading the way also. That's right. So, it's um we'd like to take a short break and um before we do once again uh lynn i'd like to give i'd like you to give your uh information so people can get a hold of you sure. whether it's you know it's for them you know at your foundation so you're raising money for research um and and all the 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 incredible things that you guys are trying to do i'd like to make sure that everyone knows about you so please Thank you. <laughs> um give your information again please yeah so um a lot of information is available on our website which is womensbrainhealth.org or wbhi.org. You can get to the site either way. And you can contact me directly by email, L Poslins, P as in Peter, O S as in Sam, L U N as in Norman, S as in Sam, L Poslins at womensbrainhealth.org. Thank you, Lynn. We'll be right back. This is Peach Radio. Welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Once again, Lynn Poslins is in the studio, and she's here to um, to give us as much information as possible, so we can whether it's contribute or you know do a little research ourselves, ourselves, or even just to make sure that um, we're armed with as much knowledge going forward uh, about women's brains health. And um, it's uh, Lynn. What are the doctors doing? I noticed in in some of the articles that I read that it, preventative is is a big part of what's going on. Uh, preventative um, steps in order to take care of uh, 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 the brain. Um, what? How are they going about doing that? Um, because there is no known cure right now for uh, Alzheimer's. Um, Scientists are starting to look uh, from uh, a research point of view at the types of um, activities people can engage in to help themselves or those activities they should stay away from that can be harmful to the brain. If you can keep your brain healthy longer and your cognitive abilities intact longer, um, you know, and you can push off what might be coming down the pipe. Why not? Everybody wants to age well, their body and their brain at the same time, right? Keep it uh, intact. So the type of things that um, research is showing that you can take control over and do something about are things like exercise. And exercise is proving to be uh, beneficial because it increases the blood flow and oxygen level into the brain and can enhance the uh, parts of the brain that um, are used for memory in this case, so the hippocampus area. So exercise is proving to be very important for your brain health. Um, Nutrition, eating well. And again, if you think about what's good for your heart, it's also good for your brain. So um, the Mediterranean-style diet is still considered one of the best for both heart and brain. That is lots of fruits, lots of uh, vegetables, um, olive oil, fish, omega-3, very important for brain, Um, nuts and seeds, um, uh, keeping um, 
breads, um, multigrain breads are good, but keeping um, it um, uh, manage manageable amounts. Um, red wine is good. Maybe the glass, not the bottle. <laughs> not the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> right? A coffee is good for your brain health. Yeah. There, are, there are things that are good for your brain. Um, but high fat, high sugar content items definitely to stay away from. And the, um, the newest um, uh, style diet that is good for brain health, and it's in our uh, Mind Over Matter magazine, we talk about it, is something called the MIND diet, M-I-N-D, which is a combination of the Mediterranean style diet along with the DASH diet, which is um, for uh, cardiovascular health, keeping uh, low salt uh, intakes. Salt's bad for your brain, as is, as is sugar. So nutrition is very important. Um, social engagement, very important. A lot of people that are isolated and face depression can succumb to dementia. So staying socially engaged is very important to keep stress down and to prevent uh, depression. So being active uh, with your friends, doing what you love to do with who you love to do it with mm -hmm. is good for your brain health. Um, Mental stimulation, exercising your brain like it's a muscle. So whether it's crossword puzzles or... Um, or bridge. Or, 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 right. And they say it's new learning that is good for your brain. So if you are always a bridge player, yes. playing bridge may not yeah. be what's going to enhance your brain. It, it would be learning something new. And it can be small things. If you're right-handed, it can be brushing your teeth with your left hand. It would, can be driving a different way to work every day. Um, these things help... Uh, make your brain uh, more robust, neuroplasticity it's called, um, which strengthens the connections uh, in your brain. So the more mentally engaged you are, the better. Mm -hmm. um, stress reduction. Chronic levels of stress is very bad for your brain health. Um, if you're a caregiver, um, you need to find ways to keep your stress in check. And everybody has a different method or methods that you know, can keep their stress under check. And how they handle it. And how they yeah. handle it. So, and again, um, uh, mindfulness meditation, yoga is actually very good for your brain. Um, and uh, it could be shopping if that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. until you get your bill. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but stress reduction is very important, um, as is sleep. Sleep is also now proven to be very beneficial for your brain, that your brain needs to... Uh, rest to consolidate memories, but also to get rid of the waste that happens. Uh, and and so sleep, not something I do well, but sleep is is very good for your brain. I, I, I want you <laughs> taking my brain for research, even though we're focusing on women's brain health. It's uh, because I don't get a lot of sleep. And um, I, it's exactly what you're saying. You really do need all those points you made, uh, the stress reduction. Um, I read a book um, on brain fitness uh, a, a while back. And it did stress like the, the exactly what you said to stimulate your brain with new things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might be uh, um, um, someone who, who goes to uh, to work every day and gets stimulated by work. But if it's the same work, it's not real stimulation. It's something you have to do something new right. in order to, to, to get that stimulation. Right. I, I heard something, and they like they say knowing more than one language also benefits your brain. Health. Yes, um, and a study that was done, and it was a researcher at Baycrest actually in Toronto here, that Brain Health Center here in Toronto, that talked to me about this, and they were looking at they were studying kids, um, uh, kids that knew one language and kids that knew multiple languages, and 
um, they had the kids focused on a like a video screen, and a clown came up on the screen, and so all the kids were looking at the screen. And then the cloud the clown disappeared from the screen, and the monolistic kids continued to look at the screen, waiting for the clown to come back. But the kids that knew more than one language started looking around the room to see if the clown appeared somewhere else. And in fact, it did come up across the room on a different monitor. So their neural pathways developed differently because of having different, knowing different languages. So really fascinating. They say if you know an, a language, it can add an, an extra language. It can add another five years to your uh, cognitive strength um, as you age. So I gave up French way too early. But, <laughs> but, but so knowing multiple languages is good. But, you know, learning to tango can give you the same benefit because yes. it's complex. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But more complex for men <laughs> you know for women you know it's uh, you know i want to stick to the, the the subject because that that book that i read um really said that uh, you know men should learn a new dance you know for for in order to improve their their brain health and um for women i i just find women they they they're not as afraid to, to try, especially, you know, I'm talking in the gym and, and so on. Women will try new things and, and so on. But when it comes to health and fitness, I find that women are further ahead. And I'm, I'm so happy that exercise is, is at the top of that list there, you know, for it. Because in, in, I've been doing this for a long time, and it's usually about 55 to 60 percent of uh, women that take exercising and health more seriously as opposed to, you know, the men, oh, yeah, you know, we can we can do it. They kind of dismiss it quite um, quite easily. But exercise and diet and, and so on, um, those are the things that we can we can focus on immediately right. until we get the results from, from, so from, from the, the research. research. The other thing that's showing up, um, which is scary, is that um, by the time symptoms occur, in diseases like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's being um, the uh, a, a type of dementia that is the most common, um, the damage to the brain has happened 25 years earlier. You're kidding me. So that means that most people are asymptomatic when the damage is starting. So you may not even know that you're going down towards that path, down that path. Um, so the earlier you start looking after your brain health, the better. It, it doesn't, you know, what's, what's important here is not to say, uh, it's an old person's disease and I'll worry about it when I'm old. You know, the, the point is, is that you want to start as young as possible so that when you are in your seventies and in your eighties, you still got it upstairs. And, and that's what the, the question was, uh, originally the preventative part of it. And it's raising awareness. So, you know, nutrition, fitness, um, uh, the brain, um, uh, enhancing, uh, work and the, the social the social aspect to all those things started early put all put all those things in place and um, you know later on in life it'll de definitely Pay benefit off. you right. so now Lynn it's one of the, the fascinating uh, pieces that I read in the in the um, mind over matter was by dr. Larry Cahill mm -hmm. and um, the work that he's doing and you know he's a neuroscientist uh, that's on the leading edge of um, uh, women's research women's brain health research and the, the the stuff that he says and uh, this guy has appeared in 60 minutes and he he is uh, uh, he is right at the front pushing women's research because as we stated a couple times already that you can't just take one uh, take a male uh, a male's body and then put it towards this is what's going to happen to a mm -hmm. female um it, it, Explain more and talk more about what Dr. Cahill is doing because his work is just out there and it's fascinating. 
Um, yeah, he, he's, he's fabulous. And again, one of the articles in the Mind Over Matter magazine um, uh, in, involves a lot of his thinking uh, in terms of this issue. And he uh, refers to something called bikini medicine. Oh, by the way, <laughs> folks, I want you to understand... <laughs> When I this is what caught me and just kind of changed everything. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Lynn, no but problem. you know the term bikini medicine just took me back. I couldn't believe this term. And since then, what I've done is I've spoken to at least four doctors and I've mentioned the term, and they all said, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's there. It exists. We all know what it is." And Lynn, please explain what that term that it's it seems so derogatory to me that uh, exists today, and that should tell you something about what's going on in the world of research. So the thinking is anything that the bikini covers, they obviously have to look at it separately, men to women. So um, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, um, a pregnancy, menopause, those things that the bikini would cover, deal with, have to be looked at differently, men to women. Um, but the philosophy was other organs, other areas that the bikini doesn't cover can be looked at either combined or it doesn't matter. Uh, but the same way they recognized 20 years ago a man's heart attack was different than a woman's heart attack. A lot of women had symptoms were being were presenting differently and they weren't being caught in time and a lot of women succumbed to uh, heart attacks. Um, we, you know, scientists now know that you have to look at uh, heart health separately, men to women, and it seems to be the same in terms of brain health, that things are going on for women differently than men, whether it's hormonal, whether it's environmental, um, we're not sure. Um, but that's why we say it's important that scientists do look at it separately, because women, the statistics for women are worse than they are for men. Okay. It's, um, uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm so happy that you're here to explain that because, as I said, I think a lot of our, our listeners will be fascinated. That, that term bikini medicine now, I'm trying to get it, you know, taken out of you know, the, the whole context of, uh, of medicine because it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem right that uh, it should be termed that. Um, and uh, just the fairness, you know, we, we have to, we have to look at it and we have to be fair to both. Uh, both sexes and, and, and look at it from uh, both point of view. So it, um, if, thank you for yeah, explaining if, that. If people want to uh, read any of these articles, if they didn't actually get the magazine when it was distributed across the country through the globe a couple weeks ago, you can uh, access it online. If you go to the website further down, there's a section called Mind Over Matter, and you can actually uh, get access to this magazine as well as the first one that we did. Okay. And the, the website again is wbhi.org. And um, you can get all the information that we've been talking about <laughs> online. We're going to take one more short break and we'll be right back with Lynn Poslins. You're listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. And once again, um, we're here with Lynn Poslins. And um, so far, getting all the information that we have, um, uh, fascinating. And uh, hopefully you've, in you've been intrigued enough to go onto the website and, uh, and look and see what, um, what Lynn is doing. Also, the Mind Over Matter magazine that Lynn just mentioned, it's, it's all there for you. I have the hard, the hard copy in front of me. And um, every single article, just, you know, they're, they're 
diet tips in there, uh, exercising tips. You you get to read what Dr. Cahill has uh, has been researching, all the newest uh, research that's out there. So this foundation is um, it's it's really really interesting, and and take it take the time to to look into it, and even better, donate to the foundation because the more money that uh, this foundation raises, the the more the research will uh, the more the further the research will go to make sure that um, the health of uh, uh, both sexes, uh, especially women, uh, women's health, uh, because it's, uh, you know, from all of this that we've been talking about, it's been years and years and decades of, um, of falling behind as opposed to, to being equal. So um, take the time and uh, look into it. Now, Lynn, uh, my question to you is, you know, we've spoken about all the research out there and all the things that are going on, but um, what steps do you take to to do the preventative and also to to make sure that you're um, you're taking care of yourself day to day I have been exercising for a long time in fact that's how we first met um, but what I've done differently once I started investigating all this stuff about brain health uh, is two things um, I eat better I was never heavy but I didn't eat well I would skip meals and Eat junk, and as long as I ladies can't and eat. gentlemen, you gotta you gotta see Lynn. She she might be saying she's never been. She is in great shape. <laughs> well, so. thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, uh, my, my point is I I'm eating better in terms of um, way more fruits and vegetables, uh, fish. I was a meat eater. I grew up on meat and potatoes. I, yeah. I still love meat, but um, I'm more careful careful about my food choices. I still eat the junk food, but not as much. Uh, and I'm trying to make smarter choices about what I eat. I'm also taking more vitamins. I don't know if that's age related <laughs> or what I've been researching, but um, you know, uh, D's and B's, very good for your brain health. Um, so I do take those and I, I didn't before and it's always better to get your nutrients from your food, but yes. sometimes you just can't. So I, I like to supplement with, with that. Um, as I mentioned, I, I don't do sleep well. <laughs> um, so I, I haven't made improvements there. Um, uh, and I, I'm more careful about, you know, managing the stress in my life. I, I don't, I think I manage it quite well, but I definitely need me time. And there's a reference I think that makes a lot of sense. And that is if you're in uh, the plane, you know, and the uh, flight attendants say, you know, if the oxygen masks drop down, make sure you put it on yourself first before another. It's really important to take time for yourself before looking after everything else in your life. And for women tend to be the caregivers. So whether it's your children or your parents or your spouse, um, it's very important for people to take time for themselves. And so, for, you know, whether it's stress reduction, having time to do exercise and not putting yourself last. I think it's important for everybody, men and women, to have some me time and to think about what it is that they're doing in terms of protecting their brain health along with their overall health. And that's excellent. You know, a part of my story is personal. I um, I grew up in a household with uh, five women and uh, my mom and four sisters, you know, they've, they've in good and bad, they've pushed me in into the health uh, related field because you know of my my family history and and so on. But it was listening to my 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 mother and my four sisters growing up, always concerned about their health. You know, so that's my um my my personal side of the the story. And um you know, making sure that uh, whatever research out there is that is being done, you know, I can give them the information to to better themselves. So it. Um, 
um, you know, it, it's not just passing on information. It's me taking in uh, that information to to help uh, uh, the women in my life. So it's, um, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it couldn't be any better, you know, just uh, the type of things that you're doing. So thank you once again. Um, and Lynn, with, um, with, with some of the, the, the things that, um, uh, that they found, um, is it... The, the what Dr. Cahill was talking about, and um, you know, with with women's research, women's brain health research, is that being embraced? Uh, do you find globally? I know you're talking about Canada, but your initiative is now in in the U.S. And um, are you finding it? Is it is it um, being embraced? Uh, is it a global thing now, um, or is it still hard work getting people to to buy into it? Well, a little bit of both. I've been talking about this for about six years now, and it's definitely gaining momentum, um, and it is starting to gain momentum on the world stage. Um, wh when we launched in the U.S., there was an organization that reached out to us called uh, U.S. Against Alzheimer's, and uh, it's primarily an advocacy group. Um, they, al alongside an organization in the U.K. called uh, Alzheimer's Research U.K., have joined forces with Women's Brain Health Initiative to start a global alliance on women's brain health. And this is to make sure that we can engage researchers anywhere in the world to do more focus on women in terms of neurodegenerative diseases. And um, not just Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, women uh, suffer uh, from, as I mentioned earlier, uh, depression. Um, very often uh, high levels of stress, whether because they're a caregiver or for other reasons, um, anxiety, all of these things can negatively impact your uh, ability to think clearly and to have your memory intact longer. These things can lead to dementias. So it's really important that more scientists, yes, scientists across Canada, but around the world also get engaged with this issue. So this global alliance really is to attract more research dollars and put more money to work in research everywhere. And this is just starting. And um, uh, I'm really excited about that because I think it will make a difference for both men and women in this space. And the truth is, is that we are living longer. So everybody wants to make sure that their minds stay into, you know, to your, their cognition stays intact as long as possible. You want your body and your brain to go at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's, um, you know, once again, the, 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 the initiative um, starting here in Canada and, uh, and moving into the U.S. and now going worldwide, only good things can come about um, with that. I know how long the process takes, but, um, you know, as someone sitting across from here, I'm saying, please continue doing what you're doing because it's, um, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And, and um, the, the amount of things that we're learning, uh, which is what I try to do and, and enlighten people each week uh, with information, um, it, it's... Um, I would love to make sure that we get a, a follow up and uh, and see what uh, what's going on now with there has to be, you know, you've done so much and in, in, in produce all the information and so on. But the, the launch that you had in New York, you had some of the most fascinating people, mm -hmm. um, you know, and also recognizable people um, uh, in, in that launch. Just just give a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, I know we're at the end, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's this isn't something that um, 
that people are taking up just for show. This, these are people that are very knowledgeable, that, that find what you're doing very, not only appealing, but, but um, uh, uh, life-changing and life-saving. Uh, you, you had quite a few people in New York at, at your launch and people taking up that mantle and trying to, to get your message across. Just tell us a little bit about that. It was fantastic because we are a charity, and I don't want to um, use resources up by paying for people to come and speak at our events. So this is all, um, the people that participated were generous enough to do it without- They gave their own time. They gave their own time, which was great. So um, we had people like Martha Stewart, who uh, came because her sister had recently passed away from a brain aneurysm. So brain health was very important to her, women's brain health. Um, Ivanka Trump, that's Donald's daughter, um, came to the event uh, also uh, as a host because you know she's in her 30s and she said, "I want to make sure that as I get older, I you know my mental acuity stay intact as long as possible." That's so, from the preventative end. The, that pre- we preventative were end, right? Yeah. Um, Trudy Styler, Sting's wife. She her mother had recently passed away from early onset Alzheimer's, so she said when her mom had her hysterectomy. She went into a mental decline very quickly. And so she was there because women's brain health was important to her. So it was great because people came at this for very different reasons, right? Not just because of one. And I, I probably couldn't have scripted it better myself. There's there Again, there's a little video clip on, on the website from that event. You can hear them talking about it. But it was great because these high-profile women help us you know, raise the money and help and us awareness. raise awareness. Exactly. Yeah. So it was fantastic. And that followed up, you know, with a launch in LA. And we also had some fabulous women participating in that, including uh, Anne Heche. Um, Molly Sims was there as well. Camilla Bell, young woman, also uh, actress in her 20s. Um, there because a lot of members in her family have succumbed to dementia. And so she was worried about her own uh, mental health. So she thought it was important. And she also wanted to engage her generation to yes. get involved in this. Yeah. And there's an interesting t- statistic I, I think I was mentioning to you, which um, Dr. Sandra Black from Sunnybrook said to me um, in a study um, that she uh, read and, and talked to me about, um, they were looking at the benefit. What ge- what decade or how old you are when the benefit of exercise um, is the greatest as you get older. It happens to be when you're in your 20s. You're kidding. Yeah, that that has the longest uh, long the, the lo- longest and largest benefit to your brain health when you're Lasting in, in your 70s. Yeah. So, you know, again, when you're in your 20s, you're probably not even thinking about that, yeah. right? Um, so, but it just goes to show you that you cannot be too young to start doing some of these things to help uh, protect your brain health as you age. And it's, um, that, that is just incredible, you know, because it, it, uh, once again, that, that's my line of work. And if we raise an awareness earlier on, you know, um, getting young girls, working out, thinking about nutrition, all those things, it will um, enhance what happens in the future. Right. So, Lynn, thank you so very much for coming on the show. It's been fascinating. Thank you for having me, Tony. Oh, you're quite welcome. And we'd like you back anytime <laughs> you, you, you want. And uh, um, when I called in, I said, I just want to have the, you know, give me the time to help promote your your project because I find it so fascinating. So um, at any point um, with, the, you know, helping you and, and, and spreading the word, you know, I would love to do it. So, so appreciate that. Thank uh, you. You're quite welcome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. See you again soon.